Everyone, first of all, it's a big schus. My first time here in Chappelle's. We have Zoha to uh, have a number of, uh, of Chappelle's Talmudim in Arcolo. Uh, Alex Levin, is a, although he lives in Florida, but he learned remotely through with Arcolo. And, uh, and uh, here, David Lantos, uh, over the years we've been Zoha to have some Chappelle's guys, and of course we were Zoha to have uh, Rabbi Karlinski come give a workshop in the Kol, which was really great, and how to teach beginners Gemara, try to implement that all the time. Um, and uh, so, so the way that uh, the Rosh Shiva introduced his own relationship to Der Hashem with first with the Das Fulness and then back to Der Hashem. That's literally that was that was literally my path as well, and I gave that a lot of thought. Why was that uh, such a strange path that I had? So uh, and 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 the more I speak to people, the more I realize that this is not so unusual. And I think that the reason is that uh, although, of course, the Der Hashem, like the Ramchal himself says in the Hagdama should really be the first safer in Hashkafa. Mizrahim is a crucial safer as far as a person working on himself and his midos. But when we're talking about Hashkafa, let's say we'll take the 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 Der Hashem, the Dastvunus, the Khachma, and we'll take those as the three rungs, let's say. So naturally the first place would be to start the Der Hashem and in words and that's what he says to do in the Hagdamat Der Hashem. That really that should be the first place to begin because it gives you an incredible overview of uh, of everything. Then afterwards you know where to place everything within the, uh, its proper context. So why is it that I did not follow that pathway myself? Um, so I, I tried learning it, I tried reading it, and I found it, A, a very dry, safer. I found it... Uh, very closed. It's uh, uh, you know a, a long series of fairly short psukim, uh, basically, like a, you know, short, concise statements, without the shaklavataria, without the kasha terets, without the sugya, where you have a maramokom and you're analyzing the maramokom, and then you come out with an answer. Instead, it's just him telling you, telling you, telling you, and um, that that is uh, can be dry, and also it can be difficult. Uh, again, I'll, I'll rely on, on uh, what Robert Kalinsky was was telling us in uh, about learning Gemara. Is that with every move in the Shaklavataria, right? We all know this. With every the more moves there are in the Shaklavataria, the more you get to flush out all the Hanachas. What's What's the what's the hanach of the makshin? What's the hanach of the tartsan? So if you have a really short sugya, you have a, just a say a maimer with a kasha. Recently we we're we we're doing a sugya in Arab and the entire sugya was a maimer and a kasha. So massive machlokesim rishonim in how to understand it. Why? Because there's so few moves. There's a much bigger machlokesim in how to understand the Rambam. Notorious that anybody who wants to say anything, they just take it, they stoop it into the Rambam, right? You can put anything into the Rambam. Why? Because the Ram was just Mamras. Mamra, Mamra, Mamra. So it's harder to see unless you're extremely exacting on this language. It's uh, harder to see exactly the sugya 
in the Rambam that is in the Gemara. So, to a certain extent, the Der Hashem being a bunch of memers, uh, just saying, 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 so it could be hard to get into the kishkas of what is he really saying, what is he really about. And at the same time, he gives us a, a stern warning in the Hagdama that uh, every word of the Der Hashem was written with a diktuk, with an exactitude, and with a uh, expectation that these words are going to be analyzed and understood properly. You know, uh, the if we think of the Der Hashem as a, as a as a map, you know, a very large scale map. So, uh, so if you're off by an inch on a map, you're you know, you, you're in the wrong part of the city. You know, if you're off by by an inch, you're walking around the room. So okay, so uh, you're pretty much exactly where you need to be. So when you're dealing with such big picture ideas and and everything is so uh, densely packed in, so concise, there there is a, a tremendous exactitude that's required so that you'll end up where you need to be and not way off uh, somewhere else. So that is kind of a catch-22, really, that, that, that we find ourselves in. On the one hand, to successfully learn the other svarim of the Ramchal or of others. Often I'll be giving a shear in, in the Maral or in the Grand Mishle or uh, Tanya or whatever it may be. And so I'll ask a question and I'll say, okay, so I, you haven't learned the Derech Hashem yet. That's, uh, yeah, <laughs> clearly. So it's, it's uh, extremely necessary for all those other svarim. And on the other hand, if you don't yet know all those other sugis, it's hard to know, to keep an eye out for, you know, oh wait, I think this is, the Ramchal is about to do something over here because this is, uh, you know, the way he's phrasing it, I think he's trying to walk around the sugia, there's, there's uh, if you don't know what to look for. So, so that was the catch-22 that I found, by the time that, I, so I had to do it the hard way, had to make a full circle. Somewhat to, sounds like the, the Shiva as well. That, you know, first went and learned the other Sifirim Chal and the Maral and some of the other Sfarim. And then came back when already came time to, to teaching the Derech Hashem. And then I started discovering oh, all the incredible things that are in the Derech Hashem. Uh, so, so that's why I I put out this uh, the Bear B'Derech. It's only on the first Chalik of the Derech Hashem, which uh, in my opinion is certainly the one that Needs uh, the most viewer first of all because the any mistakes in the first chaluk is uh, you know you 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 could end up in a uh, you know, if you take a wrong turn in certain parts of uh, your shlaim you might end up in Jinin, you know that's not it's not a wrong turn you want to make if you're uh, driving around in the other halakim of der Hashem so it's uh, safer in the fourth chaluk you're safer over there. Uh, talking about the mitzvahs, what different mitzvahs, uh, what the inyanim of different mitzvahs are. But the first chalik is talking about what do we know about the existence of Hashem. So that one is, requires a lot of clarity and understanding. There's a person who can walk out uh, misunderstandings. Uh, five of the Yud Gimel Ikrim are, are about what we, what we do and what we don't know about Hashem. And, uh, and then understanding about what 
the purpose of the creation is, what man is, man's avod in this world, all the nevroim. So these are uh, these are the things that uh, the first halak deals with. Um, and so that's so. So what I try to do is I try to bring from the dasunus, from the Maimer Vikuach, from the Kalamur Shonim, from the Klach, from the other Sefer Ramchal, to open up the Der Hashem to where, first of all, the, to identify the Ziyuk, that you should see, uh, oh, yeah, that is strange that he's using that word. That, that the, the word uh, did catch my ear. Which, by the way, a warning um, about that is, you know, obviously, those that can learn the Hebrew absolutely should uh, for the for the people that can't access the Hebrew in it. Uh, so, a lot of uh, my Talmudim you know, went for the uh, Rabbi Ari Kaplan translation, which uh, you know, certainly he was a, he was a Talmud Chacham, he did great things. In that translation specifically, he himself writes in, in the introduction that as a translator, he had to make a decision between exactitude to the language versus readability. And, and he chose readability, which is, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, for, uh, you know, if, if a, that's great, you know, if a 16-year-old NCSY boy would like to pick up uh, the Der Hashem and, and read it nice and smooth, you don't get, don't encounter any bumps along the way, it's great. But if you're trying to be exacting in the words of the Ramchal, and Ravari Kaplan is leaving out words, left, right, and center, leaving out, mistranslate, uh, on purpose. I mean, this is not because he's not a good translator, it's because he's trying to make it read smoothly. So it's not, that's not conducive for that. Uh, Feldheim do have a new uh, English translation of Der Hashem, which is much more scholarly. Again, it's not, uh, <clears throat> not going to it's not the Iun, but it's uh, at least uh, it'll let you then uh, analyze the text more. Um, so that is, you know, so using the other the other forum, for example, in the first parak of the of the Derech Hashem, where he talks about the existence of Hashem, uh, the, the parak is modeled on the the Rambam's Yisodei Torah. It's pretty clear. You open up Yisodei Torah, he's more or less. Uh, walking through the Sodei Torah, and uh, and then a lot of the lumbus of what he's talking about is all it's all in the, more in the Vuchim. So you know, if, uh, so the, so what, so what I do in the in the Sefer is I bring you the relevant quotes from the more in the Vuchim, just to help help uh, identify those. So I thought that'll <clears throat> be mechazik this limud of this uh, extremely important Sefer. That's a it's a safer kolbo, and it's like no matter how many times I learn it personally, no matter how many times I teach it, is uh, there's more and more uh, depths. Um, and whenever I publish it, I'm ready to start already adding more. It's already working on the on the next madura. So um, so what, the, uh, does anybody here learning the Derech Hashem right now? That maybe we could field a, a question that, that someone has. Otherwise, I could just pluck out some examples of some things to watch out for. Okay. Um, okay. So let's let's. Uh, this, this is this is a uh, an interesting one. 
so we have in the first parak, in the first os, so first parak has six osios, or six samonim, six samonim, because there's six yidiyos, he summarizes them at the end, six things that we can know about the existence of Hashem, he summarizes them at the end of the first parak. And so the first simon corresponds to the first thing we can know about Hashem, and uh, again, towards the end of the parak, the Ramchal calls that yidiyah, is Amitas Mitsiuso. Uh, so, which would seemingly translate as the truth of his existence, but that's uh, a little bit difficult, not clear exactly what that would, you know, how to, what that would mean. I think a, in this case, a more exacting, a more um, translation that gives a better idea what he means by that is the absoluteness of his existence. So the first O says, Kol ish meisrol tzarech yamin v'yeda, sheyesham matsui rishon kadmon v'nitzchi. Rishon, first, kadmon, primordial, nitzchi, unchanging. V'hu shehim tziumamci kol mashinimtsi v'mitzius. V'hu el kal baruchu. And he is the one that created everything that exists. And maintains everything in its existence, and he is the God, blessed be He. That is first. That's called Amitas Mesiuso. So now we'll pretend that we understand what Rishon Kadmon Venitzchi means uh, for now. But those do we, we we can hear how those speak to the absoluteness of his existence. In in other words, certain things are temporal, things that, you know, are here today and gone tomorrow. So that's clearly the existence is a very frail existence if it's here today and gone tomorrow. So if uh, Hashem is unchanging, so that's a, that's a very absolute existence. Um, certain things, they're in one state currently, but then something else comes along, strong wind or... Somebody says something, or uh, don't get lunch that day, and now they're in a different state. They've, they've, they're they're nifal, they're impacted upon by somebody else. So Kolesh Borah, who is reshamed, he's not impacted by anybody else. V'chule, v'chule. So we're talking about the absoluteness of Hashem's existence. So I have a question. The Ramchal continues and says, and he is the one that created everything that exists and maintains everything in existence. What does that have to do with the absoluteness of his existence? Seemingly, that's an that, that's an action that Hashem did. He also went for he went for a tiul. He also went for a walk. Uh, he he I don't know. He he likes. Um, you know, he likes uh, painting. I mean, what, what does that have to do with the absoluteness of his existence? And are we potentially going to say that the creation of everything that exists is a integral part of Hashem's existence? In other words, what? That he's that he is compelled to, exist, to to create everything. That's like a, a, a part of his existence. That's 
certainly, not, maybe if you're Aristotle, right? Maybe if you believe in the Olam Kadman, but that's not that's Barashi's Baralukim. There's Baruch who chose and created, and created. So what is this doing here? It's very important that Hashem created the world. That should be written about in Perik Base. Tachlis Sabriya is to make Lizulaso, Mituvu is Borach, and the Kodesh Borach who created everything. Why is it over here in the first sermon telling us about Amitas Mitsiuso? Did everybody hear the Kasha? Does anyone not hear the Kasha? Yeah, sure. So it means uh, we assume the Ramchal is teaching us everything in its proper place, right? So first of all, the first parak is dealing with understanding things that we do or do not know about the existence of God. The existence of God Himself. So Mukhachem is not dependent on anybody else. He's Shalim, Poshit. Apologies, I put Shalim out of order. And he's the only one like that. That's the six Yidzis. Okay? In the description of the first idea of Amitas Mitzius, or the absoluteness of Hashem's existence, the Ramchal tells us that he is the, he created and he maintains in existence everything that exists. That seems out of place. That seems to be an action he did, created the existence. That's a very good thing. Belongs in the second parak, seemingly of their Der Hashem, not in the first. Yeah. So, I want to read to you a short line from the Mor Nebuchim, and hopefully it'll be very, uh, very gishmak and very clear. So the Rambam says about Hashem's existence: Shemitziuso shel hanimtza hazeh. The existence of Hashem, Shehi Atzmuso, Maspekes Lo Rak Lo Kedeli Himotsei. His existence is such that it not only suffices for Him to exist, Ella Shoefem Mimenu Nimtsoim Rabim. Rather, a pl- multiplicity of existences draw their existence from his existence. So the Rambam is clearly talking about, he's trying to convey to us information about HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Metzius. And he says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Metzius is such that it not only suffices for his own existence, but even to be a source existence to all other existence. Which is, first, maybe we'll take a mushroom. Take a, does a rock exist? A rock exists. Does, a, uh, does an animal exist? Animal also exists. Can a rock bring into existence more rocks? No. Can an animal bring into existence more animals? No. Okay, obviously it's all going to be 
because Hashem is going to empower it. But, but the answer is yes. It's called Puri Avarugia. It's called Puravu. Right? There's an ability to make more of itself. To, to bring about more. You take, uh, you take some grass, you take some carbons from the, from the soil, you take some energy, whatever it is, and you assemble it in a, in, in a way of, 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 a, of a dover that wasn't, that wasn't before. Therefore, there's a greater mitzius, qualitatively greater mitzius, to, to a chai than a domain. To something that, that is alive, that is able to bring about more existence than, than, uh, than something that is inanimate, which means it cannot, it's, it's not part of a robot. That's, that's, the, that's the definition of inanimate. Even if something is moving around, if it's not part of a rava, it's considered inanimate. Look, Abi Hilchel Shabbos, the Gemara in Shmuel Shorotzim says that it's permissible to kill Kinnam on Shabbos. Why? Because it's not part of a rava. However, we define part of a rava. But uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's a gather in in, in the mystery. Now, the truth is that nothing has its own existence except for Kodesh Baruch Kodesh Baruch is the source Mitzvah and all other Mitzvahs are draw their existence from Kodesh Baruch's existence. So now that we understand this then I asked you before and what Hashem would have chosen to not create anything? Would that, so that would that change his existence? The answer is no. The Ramchal is telling us from this we see what kind of a mitzius it is. Not only it's a mitzius, but it's the source mitzius. Means that the absoluteness of Hashem's existence is He is the source existence. That all existence stems from His existence. Now, if you wouldn't create anything, so what? But he's still a source of existence. The fact that he did create that, 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 so that, that, that we see we see that play out. We see it being that way. But now now we understand perfectly well. Feel feel the words of the Rambam. Why the description of Amitas Mitzvah? So that the truth of Hashem's existence means the absoluteness of his existence is to the point that all existence is sourced in the college board systems. Okay, that's, uh, that's well, I'm not wearing my glasses. Oh, there we go. Okay. Thank you. Hello. Very convenient. Um, we have a question? Are we taking questions? Sure. Is there a reason that uh, Rob quoted the Norn of Vuchim? Is, is there a Tosefis there than uh, Aleph Aleph and Yisari Atayra? With the Rambam, where, where the Rambam it begins to describe Hashem's existence and Gives the if then if nothing else existed then then Hashem would still exist and if Hashem didn't exist nothing else could exist. Where he's defining that everything is dependent on him. Was there a particular well, he, here? Here he says that they draw their existence from him. That's that's what I wanted. The drawing of existence. Mm. So it's just it's a turn of phrase because no, am I, am I wrong? Because he says that if. Hashem would stop existing, then everything else would stop oh. existing. So right, so that, that could just be viewed, that could just be viewed as saying, we, again, no one is denying that Kodesh Baruch Hu is both 
Himsi umamsi. Himsi means created. Mamsi means maintains in existence. Right? So that's the Nefeshachayim, uh, Maral, they all say this concept that if you take away the Siba, then certainly the Musovave disappears as well. Right? If I blow out the candle, then there's no light. Right? So that's, that, that is certainly true that if we, that if we, uh, that if, if, if it could be such a thing that a Kodesh Borchu wouldn't exist, then of course nothing else would exist. Yeah? But, uh, but the, the point is that here we're saying that the, uh, this term of that his existence is not only is it that his existence suffices for himself, but it is also the source existence. It means to say tying up the concept of being the bore with the concept of really this being an understanding of his own existence, of the quality of his own existence. That's what we're trying to come back to. Is why why does this belong in the first parak? So that's what he's doing in the more Nebuchim. He's he's linking the creation with the the, the, the quality of a Kodesh Borhu's existence. Did I answer the question? Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind, I'm just trying to restate it and see if I understand it correctly. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is, are we, is uh, the Ramakal saying that regardless of whether Hashem chooses, ha- chose, like, continuously chooses to create a world, his nature is still to be a source of existence. In, in other words, uh, whether he right, whether he would, whether he did, you know, would have done it or would have not done it, but it wouldn't change the the, the quality of existence that he is, which is that there is no even possibility of existence that is not somehow rooted in his, in, in his existence. It's not that there's there's a there's a concept out there called existence, and and the Kodesh Baruch who uh, created something, and now the thing exists. No, it's existence is from him. That's that's and th- therefore that's that's the existence that he has. It's a it's, a, it's really a mind blowing thing. Yeah. Um, is there a particular reason why the Ram call, um, if he's speaking about the nature of God's existence, why he uses um, this proof from outside of God's existence? rather than just, like, sort of back speaking the more abstract way we're speaking right now about God's existence is such that it's the foundation for all their existence. Rather, he's, he's like, talking about the created world as a sort of raya. Is that, is that just, like, the nature of how the Dereklashem is written? Or? It's, a, it's That's a very good question. That's a very good question. Um, there is... there. I, I can propose an answer. Uh, this is... Uh, Everybody got the question? Everybody got yeah, so let me, let me, let me say uh, the Ramchal is speaking in a uh, in that, that Hashem did create. Why don't I just say that that and it's uh, and it's a uh, and it's a source existence. It's an existence that that everything must everything that will or could potentially exist must exist from Him. That that's the that's, that's the question. Yeah. So um, so I have here a note. Yeah. Okay. So uh, 
the the Leshem, the grandfather of uh, Ravul Yashiv, um, who Moshe Pires Eretzak of Rocha held, was perhaps the last <coughs> great uh, Kabbalist. So, uh, so in the Sefer Hagdam Sharim, he begins by by explaining the definition of the Shem Hashem, the, the name Yudke Vovke. The what, what does that word? What, what does it mean? That word. So he says a, first a primary definition, and then he says that there's a secondary definition to the word. And I'll, if, if I may, I'll, I'll read the uh, the language. Harosaikari, the Hashem Havaya who nimtza kaim. The primary interpretation of the name UK Vovke is Nimsekayim. Means Rotsaloimar Shemitsiusohu Behova Tamid. Absolute existence without any changing. That's Ein Sham. That's that's uh, so that's uh, perfectly correlated in, with Rishon Kadman Venishi Nimsekayim. Absolute existence. Uh, nothing else being poiled on it in any way, uh, not changing in any way, not having any beginning or, or end. And then Sakayim. Vein bimitsiusa over velocity. Vechain yesh bo gam kain haras has a secondary mashmos that indicates. Mahava, uh, the one who causes things to come about. Al Shem shekol his havus, and that speaks to the fact that all that comes about, hurak mimeno, it's only from him, v'talu le'olam rakbo, and it's always dependent only on him. And that's the second half of our first mishpat over here, that the. Ramchal says, "Alshem Yisavus shehi bezman nikra who is born Shmo Gamkein b'shem Tor Haya v'Hova v'Yia, which is the three oceans of the Shem." So, in other words, Lashem is telling us that these two definitions that the Ramchal is defining for us was called the Amitas Mesiuso is really. The two Pirushim of the Shema Havaya Borah. And, and, and the second one is, is, uh, in his having, his having brought about and maintaining all existence. So if we spoke theoretically, we would never come to the understanding of high, everything that was, everything that is, everything that will be, is from a Kodesh Borah. That's why he's called that's, that's what the name speaks to. So, in other words, a, a philosophical statement like that wouldn't wouldn't bring that message across. When we say that he caused everything, maintains everything, everything will be from him. That literally, that that is the purush of the of the shema vay. Now we have a kavana for when we say the shema shem. Right. 
to clarify, because there's a big nafkamina. So, so the rabbi is saying that from Rav Yashiv that Hoya Hovavi. Lashem. Yeah. Rav Yashiv, yeah. He took his name, from what I understand. Right, that was paternal. Rav Yashiv's mother is in the Yashiv. Yeah. And his so father and they took the name. Swiss countries, yeah. Swiss they countries. made it a more better. But. So n- normally, understand Hayahu as a statement of Hashem's eternity. Yes, Leshem is saying so no. That is not true because that would Adrab. That would put him into Zman. Nimsekayim uh-huh. says it doesn't have and not an over, not an Asid. Nimsekayim so means always, uh, always one hundred percent not shy to Zman, above Zman. Rishon Kadmon Nitzchi means beyond Zman. Hayahu Vayiyah. He's talking about within Zman. So he's talking about the Nevroim that he was Mehave. Yes, thank you. That, that's uh, black and white. That's a big Kiddush. Because everybody else is Poyo. Yes. Especially since that's one of the Kavanas, at least, you know, according to the Shulchan Aras, so we should know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, that's a triple underline by me. Please. No, it's funny. I know you say this on the first shot, but it came up recently in another another speaker. I know it's very a lot of time even because the connection to non-Jews and things. So I want to know: so do you even see a machlokas between in, in the third shot where he, he talks about uh, the nefesh and the neshama? He talks about animals and he talks about other. And I didn't see him there splitting between Yisrael and Zulmasolo. Right. So that's because they, because is that she this Ramchalik? Why do you mean you didn't have the same Nishama? Not the same. As opposed to the So it's clear as day that that cannot be what he means right. from, from what the... Everybody had the question? Yeah. yeah. Uh, from the... In, 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 the, in the second chart by Ashgacha, I believe in the fifth parak where he talks about the distinction between Umus Olam and, uh, and, and Kalsrel, um I mean, it's a powerful lotion. Uh, it's right, right in the beginning of the parak, he says, even though in Teva they they appear to be similar mamish, but he says, but but in the but in their Torah they they, they, they couldn't be more different. That is mamish kishnei minim, like right. two different species. Right. Right. So uh, so, but nonetheless, nonetheless, and the the. You know, the the Maral says the same thing. Uh, by uh, the Maral says this uh, in in Der Chaim in Perkiavos of Chaviv Adam Shneva B'Tzalom Olkim Chaviv in Yisrael Torah. So the Maral says so you see clearly that Adam uh, is a term that is used for the Umusol. That's Adam Shneva B'Tzalom Olkim, and they do have a Tzalom Olkim. He says it's a Tzalom Olkim b'Miktsus. It's only a little bit. There are seven misses, may know. A little bit. We have 613. We have Ramach, Asayz, and Shasa, Lavin. That's a totally different Madrig. But nonetheless, they do have a Nisham. Right. I'm just wondering, why would, he, why would he not be Machalic there in Shargimel? Why would he go from Goyim to. Why would he go from oh. animals to Adam? And not be machalic there between these Because it is not. Because you have to remember, in Nishar Gimel, he's, he's heading single mindedly. It looks like he's talking about, oh, let me tell you about dreams a little bit. He's heading towards Nevoah. 
he's he's trying to address nevuah, right? Exactly. So and nevuah to talk about nevuah, you first have to talk about dreams, and to talk about dreams, you first have to talk about in the shama, which is loosened from the shackles of the of the goof to talk about. So for that. It's, it, it's, it's not relevant right. to make, make a distinction. Like they, 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 they do have a neshama. So have they have a nevuah, they, 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 they have a tumor. They have like they the... They have dreams also. They can have dreams yeah. also. Huh? But, uh, but where it is relevant, in, in Shar Beis, uh, by, by, by Hashgacha, where there is a fundamental distinction, there, there he makes the chil. Okay. Uh, any other questions? Yeah. So I'm, I'm learning Das Kumis with a Habusa uh, at Mahan Shlomo, and I'm noticing a lot of impl- overlap between uh, what we're covering in Das Kumis and what I've covered in, in the past in Deir uh, Hashem. And um, I'm wondering, what would one safer have that the other lacks, and like, what would I get out of one safer that I wouldn't get from the other? That's a that's a very good question, right? So that's uh, that's what I what I uh, yeah the, the way the way that I like to say it is, uh, you know, the dastvunus would be the more, uh, you know, more the sugius. That would be like, let's say, the base Yosef, and the derech Hashem would be like the shochanar, right? The, the, the concise psak, the shochanar. Now the difference is though, the the dastvunus is not by any means uh, a safer kolbo. It doesn't. It is not an alf to tough safer. He, he right away in in the. In the Hagdam, he says, oh, like, you know, from the entire Yud Gimlikrim, we're just going to assume, um, you know, like a, nine of them or something like this, we're, we're going to only address like a, like a few, and even within those, we're only going to talk about some things. I mean, that's what he, he chose certain, certain sugyas of, of the creation of Adam, the, in the... That's he, he doesn't doesn't touch the entire first paragraph of the Derech Hashem of Misius Borach. He doesn't touch that, right? It's, uh, I guess the fourth the fourth Halak is not there, right? The, the uh, it, it's it's uh, what is there is more uh, elaborated, more more spoken out, uh, more of a shakalvatari, and of course on the Dasfus you have the incredible advantage of whenever you have the Hakbalot with the columnar showing them in the back. Which is a really eye-opening, but uh, if you have someone to teach it to, you. Um, but um, but in, in, in the Derech Hashem it'll be more concise. But in the Derech Hashem, he's being so systematic in layering because he starts from Aleph. He's first he he layers the you know, the, the, the misuse of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. and then now you understand why. If you never talked about Mitzvahs of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, then you fundamentally cannot understand why it is that the Hatava that's going to be that he's going to talk about in the, in the second parak has to be that the, the Hatava is Dvekus. Why couldn't Hakadosh Baruch Hu just give us the ultimate good? So the answer is because since he's poshut, he's not not compartmentalized. It's not it's not trying to take anything out, break it away, and give it. It's not. Uh, it's it's indivisible. So, uh, you know, the, 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 those types of things. So the Derech Hashem is, um, is a safer kolbo. It's uh, out of the tough. The Dast Vunus, uh, along with many of his others for him, is, uh, are, are uh, incredible, you know, deep dives into certain sugis. Um, and they can all be used to help bring out the omic of the Derech Hashem.
And uh, if you're teaching it, then you should for sure get the bear with derech. 